What up, world? Welcome to an episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am Brandon Janu, and like always, all podcast platforms I wear is Brandon Janu Show. Social media platforms: Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook. Brandon Janu Show, and of course, YouTube channel Brandon Janu Show. Man, I hope you guys enjoy this. Tonight is a very special I Bleed Sports. Now. There's a lot of things going on in sports, but I just wanted to talk about this. So the NFL uh, free agency market is officially about to happen uh, in a couple of days. Um, excuse me. And if you follow me on social media, particularly Instagram, uh, I've been posting uh, certain free agents that should be hitting the market. And um, I've been posting where I think they should be, where they might end up. Uh, and I've been posting on the teams. I just haven't really given a distinct details for why I say these guys are going here, but that's going to happen tonight. So tonight I, I posted four people on my social media, and that's exactly who I'm going to start talking about, and I'm going to do this for every other, I believe, sports the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, the NFL uh, scouting combine has started today uh, in Indianapolis, so I'll be talking about that Tuesday. Um, but until then, man, let's get into it. So, the first person I po- uh, posted uh, over the week was Michael Pittman Jr. Now, of course, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts said that Michael Pittman Jr. is not going anywhere. He will be on the Colts roster uh, next year uh, for the for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Michael Pittman Jr., who led the Indianapolis Colts in receiving yards this year, um, is a free agent. It's supposed to be a free agent this year. Uh, and just in case if he does hit the free agency market, I posted and I said those three teams that he should probably definitely consider going to, and this is those three teams particularly. I said the Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Cleveland Browns. Now, all three teams that kind of need something, but I will explain in order for why I say these are the three teams. So, the Patriots. The Patriots need a lot of shit, and with the money, with the cap space, the cap uh, space going up $255 million, the Patriots, who have a very good number of cap uh, uh, money to spend for free agency, they need a number one. Whoever they get as quarterback, or if they keep Mac Jones or whatever, they need a number one receiver with actual speed, and they can actually get out of the fucking you know, prison of being a, a Patriots receiver, which is no speed, slow as shit, barely could get positioning. You need somebody. Michael Pittman Jr. is not the best receiver on the market, um, but when it comes to the money that you are going to probably spend on a top receiver that you need right now, depending, despite if the Patriots maybe pull a Houston Texans and say, we get our quarterback, and then we trade back in to Arizona and say, hey, Arizona, you send that four. You don't know what you really want to do. I know you might want to get Marvin Harrison Jr., but we're not going to get him. We might get, you know, Malik Neighbors or, you know, Rome uh, Aduzier. Like, how about we just get the pick from you and you can get, you know, like our pick, you know, next year or some shit. But the Patriots definitely need a number one. They do not have a receiver on record that can actually do anything that they need them to do. And that's even with if you get a, a noticeable quarterback. You need a guy that can actually help you 
And I don't think that the I don't think that the Patriots uh can be picky when it comes to receiving uh options. But Michael Pittman Jr. is the perfect example of that. He he can fit in New England. Um a culture that needs to be rebuilt. Uh Gerard Merrill being the now new head coach. He needs to have a stamp of approval. He needs to have a stamp. And one thing that I know Bill Belichick did way more than anybody was put too much emphasis on defense. And I know Gerard Mayo's uh, calling card is defense, but for you to keep your job for at least at least for two years, you need to go get a receiver. You need to go get some offensive weapons, and you need to pay, spend money on that side of the ball. And if you do not, you're going to be fired in the next two years. Michael Pittman Jr. might not be, like I said, the top receiver, but for what you need him to be, he can be that for you, which moves me into the Kansas City Chiefs. Another team who, yeah, just came up with a Super Bowl victory, great. But as good as the team was for most of the year, the reason why I kept saying I got to see it to believe it is because Kansas City offensively was not good. I don't give a fuck how people want to slice it and dice it. They suck this year offensively. And that's mainly because they fucking receivers sucked. They could not catch the fucking ball for most of the year. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl, and that's awesome. I don't give a fuck. For most of the year, you could not catch the fucking football, sir. That's a problem for me. And you also just fired, pretty much released, fired, uh, 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 Scantlin. You know, you pretty much said, yo, here's your walking papers. You can go and do what you need to do because we're not bringing you back. And eventually, you're probably going to get rid of Cadavious Tony. I cannot see you keeping Cadavious Tony for no reason other than just you think you can work it out with him, which sounds so stupid. But he's been trashing the entire offense and the team for a while. You let Miko Hartman walk for a reason in free agency last year. I'm pretty sure you're probably going to let him walk again if he's up for a contract. The only receiver that you have on the record that really is good is uh, Rasheed uh, Rice. And that's it. So you do need a viable two option. And I'm not saying, like, I know I said Michael Porter could be a number one for New England because New England has nothing. But for what you need him to be for a two, yeah, you could be a two. You could be a two option for Kansas City. You need a guy that can come in and do what he needs to do to help Patrick Mahomes and help their receiving court. And if Michael Pittman Jr. comes in and becomes the number two receiver, you already have a better receiving core than you had last year. Out the gate. And also, he doesn't have to worry about anything because now he doesn't have any of those uh, problems of having to be the number one guy immediately. Plus, yeah, I know he's got pressure because he's playing in Kansas City, but for the most part, that might be the best thing for everyone is to have a Michael Pittman Jr., be the number two option because let's be real again. I think as good as you know Rice can be for you, he's only gonna be in his second year. And you're gonna ask him to be the number one guy with an aging Travis Kelsey, uh, a a okay to slightly decent offensive line. And Isaiah Pacheco, who might be getting into his own contract discussions 
next year. So, yeah. If I'm Kansas City, I probably would go get Michael Pittman Jr. And the third option is the Cleveland Browns, who's another team that needs a number one. If you watch Cleveland this year, you know why I say Cleveland. As good as Amari Cooper is, Amari Cooper can only do so much. He's not... Outside of Dallas, Amari Cooper has had way more seasons where he's not been the man than when he was the man. And that's the biggest problem. Um, Amari Cooper uh, is good, I think. (laughs) I think he's good. I don't think he can hold down being the number one guy for your franchise. Now, maybe out into a lot of people, they probably would say, why not the Browns be second in the Kansas City Chiefs since you think Kansas City is uh, not really in need of a receiver. They're in need of a receiver. They just maybe not in need of a receiver to be the number one option like the Browns or the Patriots. But the Browns have way bigger problems, which is, the Browns have way bigger problems, which is, who the fuck is the quarterback? Fuck that. Who the fuck is the running back? You have way bigger problems than just that. That's why they're my third option, because Deshaun Watson is either getting traded or they're going to go up to him and say, listen, you want to stay on the team? We got to talk about this, this money you got. Because you've been more hurt than active. And we got to now move this money around. Now, we know we gave you guaranteed. But for the most part, we got to take some of this money. And I can definitely see that happening. The same thing with the Nick Chubb. You don't know what Nick Chubb is going to be physically when he, if he can come back. So now you got to go look for a running back, too. So that is why the Browns are the third option, because as much as I would love to see Michael Pittman Jr. go to the Browns and be the number one option, that's way more problems. Not like the Patriots, not like the – the Patriots can fix their problems. They got the third pick in the draft. They can draft a fucking quarterback. That's very simple. You, the problem is kind of fixed. You still need to get, get an offensive line. Yeah, you need a running back, too, but – I believe the Patriots can fix those woes way more than the fucking Browns can because the Browns are a little bit more tied into something. They're tied to a quarterback that they probably don't even want no more. So that is why the Browns are my third option when it comes to Michael Pittman Jr. Because as much as it would be great for the Browns to get him, it would also fuck up a lot of shit. Because you're going to have to probably move Deshaun Watson around. I don't know if Nick Chubb is going to be able to play again. Neither do they. He should be. I don't know. An injury like that that he suffered, that's not some shit you just get up and be like, in a year time, I'm going to be ready to go. Like, this might take a year and a half for Nick Chubb to get actually actively ready to play again. So, yeah. Um, but the bronze are my third option for Michael Pittman Jr. My, uh, Michael Pittman, Pittman Jr. Which goes into my second person I had on my social media, on my Instagram, which was Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry is not going to be uh, tagged again. He is going to be a free agent. Do I think Tennessee is going to bring him back? No, I don't. Uh, sorry, Tennessee fans. I don't think you're getting Derrick Henry back. And I think that's good for you. I think you need to – I think uh, – fuck, what's his name? The kid from Tennessee, uh, Tulane that y'all drafted last year, I don't think he's a number one just yet. But for what he does – you can use him for that. Um, uh, but, yo, 
yeah, Derrick Henry is going to be a free agent for the first time ever in his career. Um, in my three teams for Derrick Henry that I had on my free agency was the Baltimore Ravens, the New England Patriots, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, first option is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Baltimore, to me, is kind of the obvious one. I know it sounds absolutely nuts to say that, but Baltimore is kind of like the obvious one. Um, I think Baltimore is always in need of a running back, a doable one, a, a one that can actually stay for at least, play at least, not all 18, all 17 games, but at least fucking 10, 11, 12. Like, can you, can you at least play for those games? Which is the thing about the Baltimore Ravens for the last, what, four or five fucking seasons. J.K. Dobbins has been more out than in. And eventually you have to ask the question of, damn, what do we really do? Now, I like the kid, uh, 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 Mitchell that they had, but even he got injured, you know, uh, at some point, Derrick Henry, for all the injuries recently that he's had, he's been one of the most doable running backs. Uh, you know, he's been one of the most healthiest running backs in the last shit five years. The man is a walking two hundred, uh, walking hundred yards every year when he plays. Like every game he plays, is damn near hundred yards. And he's actually going to go to a Baltimore team with an offensive line. They can actually block for him and actually create more energy. And on top of that, imagine Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson in a backfield together. What fucking it, bro? That would that would hurt so many defenses because now you have to literally worry about two situations. Lamar Jackson can either keep the ball and run, or he can fuck around and give the ball to Derrick Henry. And now you have a linebacker that's in complete and utter purgatory looking at this shit and saying, I can't tell you which one I want to have the ball. <laughs> like, like, I can't tell you because either way, it looks bad. I got, like, either way, I'm getting juked by Lamar. I'm going, I'm getting ran over by Derrick Henry. In what world does that like? What world would you like that to be in? I would love to just see it. I think it'd be fucking fantastic to see it. Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry on the same team in the same backfield. That shit would be disturbing. And by the way, they would probably get to a Super Bowl. I ain't even gonna lie. They probably would get to. If you had Derrick Henry in the playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, fuck passing the ball. Give me the ball. Move out the fucking way. Like, that's just, like that's, that's just obvious, man. The other side, like I said, the other team was the New England Patriots. They're my, tech, my second team for Derrick Henry. Just like Michael Pittman Jr., New England needs a running back. They need a running back. And I don't know what you do with the offense of New England, but like I said, paying for a running game is just as much important as paying for a, quarter, for a wide receiver right now. They need two things. They need a lot of things to go the right way for them. New England's got the money. They need to get it done. New England needs a number one running back. Now, I like uh, Stevenson. 
um, uh, uh, yeah, Stevenson, uh, the running back they've had for the last couple of years. But New England needs an actual one running back. And Derrick Henry it fits the mode. Um, now, unlike Baltimore, New England's offensive line is not as great. They don't have as many offensive options outside of probably Derrick Henry like Baltimore do. But Derrick Henry would immediately come in and become the guy for the New England Patriots that you're like, oh, wow, New England is actually trying to build something. This isn't the old New England. Like I said, for, again, like I, like I said, for um, Gerard Mayo, your calling card can be defense, but you need to at some point address what Bill Belichick continuously ignored, which was the offense. And having a Derrick Henry would immediately make your offense something, <laughs> like something. It would immediately make your offense say, oh, wow, look, we got something. And that's the thing. So New England is my second team that I think Derrick Henry would fit perfectly with. And the third one is Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay needs another running back. That's pretty obvious. But also, I think Derrick Henry going from Tennessee to Tampa would be probably probably the craziest thing to do. If you look into the situation as well, Tampa Bay has not that many options. I'm, I'm looking into looking at the AFC. I'm looking at the NFC South where Tampa Bay is. Saints, Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay won that division last year. And they also did it without a running game. They didn't really have a running game. Now, imagine if you could get a running back like a Derrick Henry. That would immediately make you an actual contender. Even if, you know, you lose Mike Evans, which is a massive conversation right now, you get Derrick Henry. Now you get somebody that can actually keep the chains moving, and you won't have to put too much emphasis on Baker Mayfield. The one thing about Tampa Bay last year that I've, we all saw is that you put a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield to make plays when you knew that is probably not his strong suit because he didn't have a running game. If you, if you go get Derrick Henry, as much as I would hate to see Derrick Henry in my division not being a saint, it would be the smartest thing to do if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go get Derrick Henry. If you're going to ride this out with Baker Mayfield, if you're going to believe that Baker Mayfield could be your number one quarterback, at least for this year, you got to at least see him with an actual running game, which would open up play action for him, what he kind of needs. So I think Derrick Henry to Tampa would be pretty damn special to see. Which brings me to the third person on the list, and that is Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson will clearly be a free agent. Are they going to trade him? Whichever one, I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Uh, he is the quarterback from the Denver Broncos. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know one thing. Um, they're not going to keep him. Denver Broncos are not keeping him. So these are the three teams I have for Russell Wilson. The first one, there are three teams. is the Tennessee Titans, New York Giants, 
shocker, and small alert, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Tennessee. Tennessee is my favorite one that I think fits him perfectly. Uh, Tennessee is the perfect one. Yes. Will he immediately go to a team and start right away, which is kind of something I think he needs to understand. Because, listen, I like Will Levis. He was better than what I thought he was, but can I? Can he be great in the second season? Possibly, but he's also not going to really have that many options when it comes to receivers um, because of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being gone, Derrick Henry being gone. Now, they do now have an offensive-minded head coach that comes from Cincinnati, uh, who was around Joe Burrow, which is why I think that Russell Wilson could end up in Tennessee. Because I think for a young head coach, you want to prove that you you are the one that brought back Russell Wilson. That's a dope thing to say. Uh, and plus, on top of like I said, Tennessee's got more fixable situations than what people would say. The second option is the New York Giants. Now, the New York Giants, it depends on if you are going to keep Daniel Jones. That's pretty much what it is. If you're going to keep Daniel Jones, you're not going to draft, and you're not going to draft a, 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 a quarterback in the draft, then Russell Wilson is your best option to go get off of free agency or trade for him. Um, why? Because... Daniel Jones is not it. He's not. Sorry. He's not it. Uh, Daniel Jones is not it. <laughs> um, I think he's good. Daniel Jones, I think the situation would be great for De- uh, for Russell Wilson to come into. Brian Dable, who is the quarterback whisperer, the actual quarterback whisperer, would love to have a Russell Wilson. I'm pretty sure he would where he doesn't have to tell him X's and O's so much or tell him how to execute a fucking play, it would actually help uh, the New York Giants offense, especially if you lose Saquon Barkley this offseason because then you would really have to force Daniel Jones into something he is not, and that is a quarterback that has to be an actual quarterback. That is maybe not his strong suit, Russell Wilson, on the other hand, Russell Wilson never really had an offensive line in Seattle, really never had a real offensive running game in Seattle. I'm not saying that that can be the same Russell Wilson, but under Brian Dable, they can figure out something. And I think that's why I feel like him in New York with the Giants would be great to see. Because before he got traded to Denver, that's exactly where he wanted to go. And like I said, the third team is the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I get it. I totally understand it. I hear everybody already being like, what the fuck? The reason why I say Seattle is because they are another one. That if they do not take a quarterback in the second round or third round of the draft, you saw what happened last year with Geno Smith. He can't be your number one option. And you can't just go to Drew Locke and be like, hey, now it's your time. Pete Carroll is not the head coach anymore. I know he's up in the office, but Pete Carroll is a player's coach, and I, I'm pretty sure he could have he could dead 
uh, all of the bullshit that's going on with him and Russell Wilson. And I do believe that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson can get back to a good place, which will open the communications for him to come back to Seattle. I'm not saying he's going to take Geno Smith's job, but for what you need him to be, he knows Seattle, he knows the situation, a better situation for him to be in with a better offensive line, a running game, and actually prominent receivers. I can see Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. And the last person on the list that I wrote now is Josh Jacobs. Former running back, running back of the Raiders, another one that did not get franchise tagged, so he will be a free agent as he hits the market, um, which goes into this. So the three teams I have for Josh Jacobs is the Philadelphia Eagles, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Chicago Bears. Here we go. So Philadelphia. I did not know DeAndre Swift was a free agent, which is why I put him in Philly. But Josh Jacobs fits Philly. He would be exactly what you need him to be. Um, He has the ability to run and catch out the backfield, which is something that you want and you need. But also his ability to also, uh, once he hits another gear when he runs the ball, Good fucking luck. <laughs> Good fucking luck catching this guy. Josh Jacobs literally, what, not this season, but the season before last, led the league in NFL rushing yards. Like, he can do it. And if you put him in a now revamped Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, with hopefully a revamped Jalen Hurts, if you still keep A.J. Brown, If you still keep A.J. Brown, would a return in Dallas Goddard? Yeah. I think this offense of Philly would be dangerous if they decide to actually, you know, run the fucking football. This offense of of the Philadelphia Eagles would be fucking dangerous, man. Fucking dangerous. And I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I am totally looking forward to it. The second team is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona has uh, James Conner. I think would probably be a free agent. You got some other pieces, but you're you're clearly keeping Kyler Murray. You're probably going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So you kind of need a running game. (laughs) <laughs> you need a running game. And for me, Josh Jacobs would fit perfectly there. He would work in Arizona. He wouldn't have to really do too much. Uh, to become the number one guy. And plus with Colin Murray and him in the backfield, it's just like Derek Henry and Lamar Jackson. It's like, I want to actually see that shit. That'd be pretty fucking interesting to see. Um, So, hell yeah. I think Arizona with Josh Jacobs would be great. It'd be fucking awesome. So, let's see how that plays out. But I think he'd be great in there. And the last team, like I said, is the Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago's a better one. Depending on what they particularly do 
with um with uh, with the number one pick or Justin Fields, we're now having a conversation. Uh, now, me personally, I've always been an advocate of keeping Justin Fields and build around him. Um, but if you do decide to trade the number one pick, I mean trade Justin Fields. You should go get Josh Jacobs. Uh, I like the rookie you got last year. But I feel like Josh Jacobs would be way better fit in Chicago than what people think. Um, his ability to run, like I said, for the Eagles. His ability to run. His ability to catch. But also, it would easily help either Justin Fields or uh, Caleb Williams. Because then you would have an actual uh, option offensively. That doesn't always – and on top of this, Chicago needs a running game. And I'm not talking about just a running quarterback. Like, and that's another thing about the reason why I say keep Justin Fields because he's been your offense. He's been your passing game, and he's been your running game. Keller Williams is not that fast. Like, he's not that super quick, that super elusive like everybody thinks he is. But Josh Jacobs is. And he would immediately come in and help out that kid so fast because he would automatically take the pressure away from him. And that is something you desperately fucking need. So, and that's not just for Josh uh, Caleb Williams. That's for Justin Fields, too. You need that. And that is why I think Josh Jacobs fits in Chicago. Those are my four four players right now that I wrote down. I will be doing it again over the week, the next couple weeks of all the free agents uh, to come. I will be getting some defensive players in here real soon and everything. But until next time, man, this has been I Bleed Sports. NFL free agency uh, tracker. I am Brandon Janu. Peace.